this season is calling for diverse groups of people to come together and say we may look a little different, we may sound a little different, we may go at this a little bit of a different way, but we have the same intent. We want to reach our communities for Christ. We want to see the church move forward. And so whatever is required of me to make that happen, I'm in. Why? Because we're only as strong as our weakest link. And we are in a real battle where there's real casualties. Life and death is real. Heaven and hell are real. And we need to quit treating the church like it's a Boy Scout troop and start acting like we are Marines. Start acting like we're in the army of God. Start acting like what we do matters. Start taking ownership at the level that God has blessed you. It's the spirit of leading second. We're excited to announce Leading Second Camp, an inaugural event for the Leading Second Tribe. From the second chair, for the second chair. Featuring Brandon Stewart and Larry Bry. Leading Second Camp, March 3rd, 2022, Austin, Texas. Spots are limited. Register now at leadingsecondcamp.com. This is the Leading Second podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. The Leading Second podcast releases every Thursday morning. So hit subscribe, share this episode with your team, and let's join Pastor Brandon Stewart for another vital conversation for all of us who lead in the middle. season four of Leading Second podcast. Uh, My name's Taylor and I'm one of the team members here at Leading Second. I'm so glad that you've joined us today and I I know today's episode is going to add tremendous value to your world. Uh, These episodes, they're tailored to speak right into the heart of second chair leaders. And one thing I personally love about the Leading Second tribe is the, the togetherness and the unity that we all walk in. Most of us are walking the same road or at least similar roads and navigating um, some of the same challenges in our ministry journeys. And to me, it's just comforting to know that we really are a family. We can link arms on the mountaintops as well as in the valleys. And I just love that. I want to share with you all five daily reminders for a second chair leader. I make it a point personally to remind myself of these five things every day. And it's my hope today that you're blessed and you're encouraged by these points. So let's go. Number one, be never not grateful. You get to freely do what people die to do. Some of us even get paid to do it. It's easy to forget that God choosing to build his church through us is truly the honor of a lifetime. So so don't allow gratefulness to escape from your heart even for one day. Be never not grateful. Number two, have a thick skin and a soft heart. Be really, really really hard to offend. Let things slide off your back as quickly as they got thrown on. So keep your heart soft by keeping yourself close to the heart of God, thick skin, soft heart. Number three, remember that you're a servant. I've heard it said one time, this is great. You can tell if you have the heart of a servant by the way that you react when someone treats you like one. If you feel like a doormat, 
it's because you're kind of called to be a doormat. So show up every day wearing an apron, ready to serve. And remember, the aim is to have more blood on your palms than you do on your knuckles. You're a servant. Number four, what you believe about people matters. Your beliefs and your assumptions of others are so crucial to your health and your journey as a leader because what you believe about something determines how you approach it. What you believe about yourself, your pastor, and what you believe about your team, they shape your journey as a leader. So wake up every day choosing to believe and assume the best in your pastor and your team. You'll find yourself a lot healthier and a lot lighter for it. You'll just feel better if you believe and you assume the best in other people what you believe about people matters. Number five, uproot that bitterness. Sometimes bitterness can creep in a lot faster than we realize or even without us realizing it at all. Sometimes we allow even the slightest comments and perceptions from others to give way to bitterness in our hearts. But Hebrews 12, 15 warns us not to allow poisonous roots of bitterness to grow up to trouble us and corrupt many. James three twelve says, you cannot draw water from a salty spring. That is so good. Wake up every day with a commitment to uproot bitterness in your heart and ensure that your spirit stays light, your spirit stays fresh. So five things, be never not grateful. Have a thick skin, have a soft heart. Number three, remember that you're a servant. Number four, what you believe about people matters. And five, uproot that bitterness. Thanks for listening, everyone. today's interview, we are thrilled to welcome back Pastor Dan Lord to the podcast. Uh, Pastor Dan is the lead pastor of Victory Church in the St. Louis area and is someone who is very near and dear to our hearts here at Leading Second. Brandon sits down with him to talk about leadership development, transition, and navigating God's call. So let's jump into the conversation today. Well, Pastor Dan Lord, thanks for being back hey, with it's us awesome on to be with the you. podcast. Uh, we love you so much. It's a mutual a admiration society around here. We you, love each other. We you love you. are around the body of Christ. I know you're lead pastor now. You went to the dark side, but 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 before that, <laughs> the you, dark side. You're, you are wow. infamous in the second chair. Oh. Tell us for a minute. Just you know, give us the highlights of your story. You spent a number of years in the second chair. Oh yeah. From the time I was a young man, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, all the way up till I was 32, I was uh, with Roy and Barbara Gerald in St. Louis, Pastor Kevin Sheila's pastors, and yep. got to serve as you know youth director. Then eventually somebody said I was the youth pastor in the church bulletin. So then I was the youth pastor yeah, for exactly. all the rest of those years. Exactly. And then got to be with Pastor John Leslie Siebling in Memphis uh, for, for another 13 years. So... I'm 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 going to retire probably with more years being a second cheerleader than I will being so to speak the first cheerleader. So, yep. still way probably more comfortable being a second cheerleader than a being in the. Well, front. you you have you have an amazing church, amazing church. You, you guys are you. doing an absolutely fantastic job, and I also have here today B J Cooper. Yes. And B J, I'd asked B J. He was on my list. Um, we're at Team Church Conference right now. So like we're awesome. literally in the lobby catching up. This is the only time we could catch Been up. Yeah. Put a microphone <laughs> from your face. Here we go. Um, but BJ was on my list because I, I, I so respect BJ as a second chair leader. Yes. But he happens to actually be on your team. Yes, and I don't normally have someone interview their own pastor, but I, I kind of thought it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So say what's up to everybody. Uh, well, so glad to be here. Really enjoying the conference. You guys are doing an amazing job and just honored to be a part. Love what you're doing. 
Thank you. And so now how did you find your way? Just tell everybody your story, how you found your way to be at Victory Church. Now it's- yeah, well, when I was 17 years old, I wandered into Pastor Dan's youth group, and he was just a few <laughs> years older than me. And uh, I was 18. No, I was in my 20s. <laughs> uh, a little older, yeah. But uh, so serve, just kept serving, serving in youth ministry, volunteer, yep. and uh, 10 years serving there with, uh, with him at, at Pastor Roy Gerald's church. And then uh, just felt called to continue in ministry. Didn't know how that looked like, and thought I might plant uh, with alongside them. And uh, but through that, wound up in Memphis Life Church in Memphis. God there. always has other plans we yeah. don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Just kept saying yes, but served there on the team in Memphis for 14 years. And um, then when they were coming back to St. Louis, it was it was home, and just felt that call to to come and be a part. And so I've been back for two years serving in St. Louis. Doing an amazing job. Yeah, you're you're really, I know you're a gift to your pastor and yes. to the church, and I admire you and your longevity. You you, you really get it in the second chair. Yep. So you're kind of here today. Help me interview your pastor, but, yeah. you know, speak up too, you know, share. I'm, I know there, there's gold on the inside of you. Here's the conversation I wanted to have with you both today, because we, we could talk about a million things. But we got to stay in the moment, and this moment matters for the church. Yes. And um, this fall, we're going to have some conversations around uh, the topic of transition, and we're going to talk a bit about that today. Um, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to do to start off with you guys is talk about alignment. And Pastor Dan, maybe, I'll, I guess I'll start us with this thought. I, I truly believe alignment is the most powerful culture in a church. I think that if we don't have that, right, the hole that it creates is vast. Maybe just speak to alignment for a second and why from the lead seat it's so important yeah. that we have alignment in, in the ranks, in our team. Yeah, a, agreement and alignment as you've defined them, you know, are kind of two different things. And the, the scripture asks, can two walk together unless they agree? I think you could also say, unless they're aligned, right? You yeah, can't be pulling yeah, in yeah. opposite directions. So the answer is always no. You know, so it's a decision to make to bring yourself into agreement or into alignment. It's, I would say it's like choosing this day who I will serve. Will I serve my own will and my own desires or will I serve the Lord's? Yep. And then it's also, then I think we can bring that same principle as we follow God into following our leaders that I still have to choose on Tuesday after the meeting I didn't like the results of or after the reprimand I got that I felt like maybe it was too harsh or I still have to choose this day who I will serve and I'll bring myself into alignment. So it's just important that we just keep coming back to saying yes. I will stay aligned. I will not let anything hijack my place in the body or my on my team. I won't get an offense. I'm just going to keep on making the adjustments. Yeah. You know, so important. Would you agree that alignment was really tested? I mean, it's always tested. I know this is this is a constant thing for those of us sure. lead in the middle, but it felt severe this last year. We saw people leave. Absolutely. Over it. Absolutely. I think the, it was like somebody went down the road and just put all, a whole bunch more potholes, just dug a bunch of potholes for, for us to hit, to get out of alignment. It was definitely, it's much more challenging season. I think the isolation and, and 
you know, being separated and being isolated probably added to yeah, that, sure, you sure. know, because we're better together. And then yep. if we're not together, I think it was like just steroids. The isolation brought on yep. even more problems. So thank God we're talking about this and being aware of it. BJ, I'd love to hear what questions you'd have for your pastor about alignment. Like, if you could, you know, what's the question you've been dying to ask your pastor? Now we put a mic in front of your face. You know, um, like what's what's on your heart right now? I guess. Wow. Well, I I guess just from a, from this kind of role, what what we can do to help, you know, to to smooth the track a little bit as we're coming behind, and where you're, so you don't feel like you're pulling, but you feel like man, they're just they're helping to, to carry that. What, what do we do as a team? What can we do even better to, to help smooth the road, smooth out those potholes? Well, I think you do a great job of it. And I'm not saying that flattery. Some of the things I think about what you do is how I would answer it. Uh, that you handle the conversation, you see it and you handle it. You know, you don't just see it and identify it, but see something and go handle it. You, you, you see someone that's kind of going sideways like, hey, let's have a little quick chat. I think that's what you're doing. You're putting the, putting the asphalt in the, it will stick on the potholes, you know. You're, you're sticking the, the asphalt in the potholes to shore them up so, you know, less people are hitting them. And then once the, someone's out of alignment, like doing a little pullover repair job, you know, I think that's, that, that's what makes it uh, – so good to have a leader like you, us people in the second chair that are that are mindful of the potholes and then mindful of, hey, we need to help somebody out. Yeah. You know, it's like, is it is it like this? You, you don't have to wait to, to to do the whole road, but oh. all along the way, there's course correction. All along the way, yes. there's conversation. It's, it's not a it's not a big team meeting once That's a year, right. but it's and it's in the it's in the small group meeting. We it's call those the, leadership now conversations. So instead of a huge realignment, it's a constant keeping alignment. You're exactly right. You're, you're brilliant at this. Yeah, leadership now. We, we came up with that when we were youth pastors. Yeah. It was like uh, coaching. Pastor Sheila and I were just talking about it last night. And I said, you know, in my sports background, those of you that aren't into sports, I'm sorry for all of us pastors that always have sports illustrations. But, you know, my soccer coach, we would have talks after the game or halftime or at practice. But most of the coaching was live, like, hey, get out there on right wing. Hey, push up. Hey, pull back. Everybody on deep. Right. You know, you need to get your head up. Get your eyes in the game. Use your voices. Be more vocal. You know, talk to each other. It was all live while the game was going on. So I definitely, that's great, BJ, that you brought that up because that's, I think that's better than the big realignment. Like, we're going to have to re-overhaul this whole thing. Yeah. I think what? even even from, the, you know, again, the sports background, but I played a lot of basketball. My role was yeah. point guard. And uh, it was kind of being the coach on the field, too. Like, when the, Ooh, when you can't wow, have, the, great. Can't have the, the timeout or the team meeting oh, or the practice the next day. That's it's, the captain, the it's coach on the field. pulling everybody together when there's a, a moment in the free throw and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. And so <laughs> yes. trying to make that happen. You, Dan, you are great at helping us elevate and get on get on top of the issues. You Rather than be down in the muck, I feel like you are really good at helping us get and, and see things from a higher perspective. 
Thanks. So in, in this season, how, how are we going to create alignment when quite honestly, there's just a lot of information coming at people. There's a lot of divisiveness coming at people. Our, right. our world is, is attempting to divide us into different circles based on skin color, right. you know, age, gender. Um, and yet like, how are you attempting to get you and your church and your team like on top of this so that we're about something higher? Wow. You know, how are you doing that right now? Wow. I hope I'm doing it well. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to start talking about what we're doing, but I think we're constantly uh, vision casting, you know, whether that's in an offering moment or a welcome to church moment or a Zoom phone, Zoom meeting. We're just constantly coming back to what it's all about, what it's all about, what it's all about, why behind the what, why are we doing this, what we need to be focused on. Hey, let's not have a B weekend. We can't take a weekend off. We only get 52 a year. Remember why we do this on the weekend. Remember why every role on the weekend is important. Remember this salvation moment's important. You know, it's just, I feel like it's just almost constant. Uh, we're doing that, and then we're trying to share good reports, I feel like. Like, hey, this is a good anybody got a yeah. good report? Anybody got a shout-out for something? Just to keep the encouragement level high. Not just vision, but also like, hey, we're winning. Hey, here's a win. I feel like yeah. those would be two of the things. I don't know what you would say, BJ. Yeah. I think just even just trying to do whatever we can to get our eyes off of ourselves and on the community and the needs. Oh, and that's good. The, serving. Yeah, yeah, the serving has, has kept us above that because if we're not careful – and all this is going on, we just you just get inward and you're you're focused on that's true ourselves, and so more and more, and and our church has just responded to it, and that's right, and it's done well because of it, I think, and just getting our eyes off of ourselves as much as we can. You, you guys yeah. have done a great job at, you know, if there's a fire going on, it felt like you guys ran to the fire with as many buckets of water as you could possibly carry you know wow, and yeah. i just salute you guys for that you 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 were just tremendous you, you know you you've, i love what, what we've had conversations even about other situations going on the last year and you you've really coached people don't hesitate just just find a need and meet it yeah to jump in start in don't wait don't hesitate initiate it's kind of our phrase like don't wait till you have it all figured out don't wait till you have all the money don't wait till you have everything just show up and start there and then God will keep meeting you, you know. I was thinking of one more thing I think that's helped. It's just we've tried to have good communication in terms of uh, just a, a little devotional time as a team together. We've tried to, you know, do pretty regular beyond our paid team. We've tried to, you know, get core team together on a pretty regular basis. We backed that off this summer a little bit, but pretty much from – March last year until, you know, maybe May of this year, we were really strong on our Zoom meetups, you know, as a team, just kind of, hey, hi, what's up? A little encouragement, you know, anyhow, just a little practical. Well, no doubt the, the seeds that we are all sowing right now are the harvest we're going to reap tomorrow. And what I mean by that is the, the seeds of, pouring into new leaders and creating alignment, you're going to reap that harvest, you know, but if the seeds you're sowing are eye rolls of discontentment or, or side conversations of apathy or, or whatever, you're going to also reap that harvest that right now we're really sowing into very, very open ground. And, and in 2023, you're, you're going to reap the harvest. I think of things we're sowing today. 
I think it's just really important that we um, that we're sowing seeds of alignment. Hey, I also want to talk to you today about transition because um, I don't trust talking to any just anybody about transition because I just see too many transitions go tragically wrong. And I want to honor both of you. Actually, um, you've you've modeled the way of healthy transitions. You don't burn bridges and dead bodies in your stories, you know, and even Dan, your last podcast with us, people should go check it out. You really told, I think some of your story of the delay, even of getting to this lead pastor season, you know, and the beautiful, beautiful miracle God's unfolding through you now, I think is really just tied back to all those years of faithfulness and waiting for your moment and your time. But transition is something that we have to prepare for in advance. In other words, um, if you're not in one, it's actually a great time to be gearing up in your mind. How would I ever handle a transition if I found myself in one? Because once we're in it, it feels like emotions kick in and pressure kicks in, finances kick in, opportunity kicks in, and all of a sudden, well-intentioned people get taken out by really, really botched transitions. And I respect both of you. So I'd love for you just to unpack maybe, um, yeah. what would you say to the person that, that is maybe facing a transition today? Sure. I, I, I think you're totally right. I've seen maybe before I answer that question, just to also amen and echo what you're saying that we really have to be cautious and really have to be prepared for it. Should it come? Yes. And if you're in it right now, um, especially pay attention to every text message you send, every conversation you have, like guard <laughs> your communication with anybody and only talk to the wisest people you know that are over you in the Lord. Right. So whether that's your your pastors, your leaders, or like for me, Pastor Kevin, she the weren't my pastors, uh, but they're the wisest people that I know. Right. So if I can get to them, I always encourage people, only talk to the wisest people you know. So if, if, if you barely know them, but you know them, but they're really wise, get a hold of them, but guard your communication. Um, my youth pastor brought me a painting when I was transitioning from being youth pastor. And I was in that church for 32 years from birth until 32. And I was speaking at a, a, a mutual like church rally, a youth group rally in our city, but I was in transition and he knew it. And it was the end of that season and he had a garbage bag. (laughs) And in that garbage bag was a treasure. And I thought, this is so odd. We're at another church. We weren't even at our church and he came to hear me preach. But the whole reason he came was to bring me this bag. And so I I thought it was, I said, I have a gift for you. And he starts to pull out this, this painting of a beautiful tree planted by a river. And he said, Dan, this, this is for you. My family's been a guardian of it your whole life. Mm. Your mother painted this picture before you were born mm. and she gave it to my parents and it's been on the wall in my parents' house, but we believe we're only guardians of this. And oh. it's really was for you for this day. And he, he, he said, you right now are this oak tree that's been planted here for a really long time. And I want to encourage you to guard your roots Beautiful. as you're being uprooted because the Bible teaches us that there is a time to uproot. But the way you decide the fruit of your tree, the tree of your life in the future, 
is how well you guard the soil that is around the roots. Right. And you don't want to cut off those roots. You want to preserve every root you can so that when God replants you in the new soil, that the tree has the chance to bear even more fruit. That's so good. And so that gift was more than just the painting. <laughs> it was really my youth pastor uh, giving me that word of caution. So that would be a second decision to, 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 to make, to pre-decide. I am going to guard my communication. I'm going to guard my roots. And that, that means I'm going to preserve the divine relationships that God has given me. I'm going to do everything within my power to make sure that in a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, I can call my current leader who's helping me transition and they're going to take my call and they're going to love me and they're going to still think of my time with them being a blessing. I'm not yep. going to ruin that. I, I guess I had kind of pre-decided at some point some things. Um, I, You know, I wasn't ever looking for a transition or didn't, you know, I thought I could stay there for the rest of my life. Yeah, we thought um, you were going to when we came to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, but there was there was a couple of things long before that. I think that I I decided I never wanted to leave because there was a problem, and I yes. never wanted to leave because there was an offense. Yeah, I, I wanted if I was ever leave, it wasn't because things that weren't going so good, well. DJ. That that it's the Lord would have to lead it. The Lord would have to lead it. Like it wasn't because of a problem. Was it because I I got my feelings hurt? Very good. But there was. I wouldn't leave during the, any kind of season like that. But I, th I think this is actually a quality of someone who makes great transitions. It, I hear this a lot of people saying, I thought I'd be there the rest of my life. I mean, I, I have a couple transitions in my history. One, I was given a starting opportunity as a youth pastor in Minnesota. And honestly, I, I was sort of on loan from Pastor Kevin. I, yeah. I, he always had <laughs> intentions, I'm sure, for me to come home. But I didn't. I was there. I yeah. mean, I... I I saw myself being there as far as I could see, but then transition was upon us. We moved home to here to the Seattle area to be a part of Champion Center. And I, if you would ask me my time on staff, I, I had my dream job. I, I never saw myself doing any, anything else. But then all of a sudden, 2011, I find myself in transition again, off staff and into the, the precursor of what's now leading second. So it... um. I think I hear that. And I, I wonder if that's maybe uh, a quality is, is to me, the people looking for transitions, maybe you're a little more likely to botch yes. it or, or, or seek it for the wrong reasons, maybe. Yeah. Or so I, I don't wonder if maybe we just all need to settle down a little bit and realize if God opens a door for you to go do something, there will be no way of shutting it. He will. Lord, he had to, he had to get my pastor to fire me to get me off this staff. Yeah, and you know? even that transition, right? you were not planning for oh, Lord, no. you didn't see coming like so like for for me i went to my pastor i'm feeling this for you no it yeah. could come another way where your pastor says you're in transition and you're Absolutely. done <laughs> I, I had i had so you have to be ready for that too that I, could happen i had as long as it took for him to explain it so a couple minutes uh-huh i had that long to figure out my what i was going to do <laughs> and it was it was the most instant out of body weird experience. I had done nothing wrong. It was economic reasons. There wasn't, you right. know, I, I actually was speaking the coming weekend. I was on the t the platform of the coming <laughs> weekend. So this is how it was good. We had just had our best small group. I was our small groups director, best small group semester ever. I mean, it was, there was 
there was no sign of the hurricane, you yeah. know? So I, but I think, and I said this on one of our other recent podcasts, I, in that moment, what came out of me, oh, no, here's what made it worse. And I'm repeating myself here, but here's what made it worse was he actually said to me, because you've done nothing wrong, I'm actually going to release you if you want to go to another church. If someone will hire you and you want wow. to go, I I've will never bless heard it. you tell that part of the story. He's like, I'll bless it. So I had to free out. Whoa. And I, and, and like, like a, all would have been good. And I'm sitting there and this is all just like hitting me. And what came out of me probably just prophetically at this point, because I, I can't say I was like super clear in the head, but I said, I would rather volunteer here than be paid anywhere yeah. else. And to this day, I'm a volunteer staff member. I run team church, but it's all volunteer for me. And like that, I sowed that seed in that moment. Yep. And God did something incredible with that seed. We actually birthed our volunteer staff at Champion Center out of that season, you know, and, but all that came, I, I, the, my, my whole point I'm trying to make about transition is I had to store that up in advance before I ever knew that was coming. Cause otherwise I think I would have been pretty vile in that meeting. Yeah. Like I think, I think you would have seen my you, your humanity come out. Right? I, I think you're, you're basically talking about the volunteer spirit that even if you're paid, some yeah. of these, some people that are hearing this today, you're in a, getting ready to come into a transition. It ha doesn't have anything to do with the money. Some people it's, it is monetary. You're in a, as a paid member of the team. So either way, it's not yeah, losing yeah. or possessing the volunteer spirit. Absolutely. Which BJ and, possess, you possess. And you know. ultimately just trusting the assignment of God on your life. I yeah. mean, if God's not moving you from your house or if God's not moving you from your post, right. I mean, a paycheck's just a paycheck. I mean, the, the, God, our God has unlimited resource here. So we just, we got to learn to trust God again. Yeah. Every situation is different, but we have to learn how to trust God yep. and follow him rather than all of these external pressures. And yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't mean to be doing all the talking, but no, I, I, I really hope that through some of these conversations this fall, that some leaders we've seen some, we've seen some wrong transition. Yeah. Maybe we can see some right ones yeah. coming up. I, I just thought about a, just a word of caution for some people yeah. that are on teams. Maybe yeah. this, um, you're listening today, and I, if if right now, your pastor, you're talking negative about your pastor, or his leadership, and you're you, you're talking about other churches that you'd love to be at, I just want to encourage you, go right now, get pause this, pick up your phone, text your pastor, and say, I need to have a conversation with you very soon, and and then go apologize. And, and do him a favor and you a favor and move on or, or repent wow. and get things right. Wow. Because I, I've also seen people uh, and they'll come for advice or talk to us and say, you know, this I'm like, you know what? You, you are not doing your church any good right now because you're, you're in such a bad place. Mm -hmm. And if he knew you felt this way, you know, like mm -hmm. if you were on my team, I would help you go right now because mm -hmm. you're just not helping the kingdom. And I know that might sound really harsh or whatever, but just be big enough to go make I things agree. better for your church and your pastor if you need to. And for you, it's either get your heart right or go. You know, um, don't be dead weight for your team and your church and spread negativity. You know, this, the scriptures are clear about that. You know, God can't bless you if you're in a bad place in your heart. I would rather see you repent. <laughs> you know, I've had to do it before. You know, Pastor Willie George Absolutely. said, yeah, so I felt like quitting. So quit and then 
the next morning uh, re-up. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, you feel like, man, I'll take this church and take my role. And I just, you can have it. Well, okay, well, maybe just deal with that in your heart and re-up. Yeah. That'd be the better way to go, but. I'm going to give each of you a last question here. Um, the same question. Um, BJ, I'll start with you and then Dan will end with you. With everything that the, the headwinds that we're facing right now in this season, what would you say would be your greatest prayer for leaders in the middle in this season? I think just remembering the significance of what we're doing, the importance and the, the gratitude of what we get to be a part of, that God's mm. great church. And yep. if we can just keep our eyes fixed on that, the roles, the the whatever the challenges are, man, just, just keep our eyes. If we could do that, if we could keep our eyes great. fixed on him and what we get to be a part Beautiful. of, we'll make it. I think my prayer would be is don't give in to weariness and being tired. It's been a tiring season for a lot of people. We've tried to do extra time off and things like that, but right. really it's a spirit of weariness or a spirit of heaviness. And, and just my prayer would be that all the second cheerleaders would, the yep. Aaron and the herd that are holding up the arms of Moses wouldn't get tired. Right. And that the Joshua with the sword in the hand, whichever one of those you are, a support role or a warrior, that you just wouldn't get weary and doing good for at the right time you'll reap if you don't give up. That's so good. It's so good. For the person that's still listening, we're half an hour in, and I always <laughs> I always kind of figure if you're still listening, you needed this. You're super today. dedicated. <laughs> you're a super fan or you really needed this. And I would just say if we can help, we try to be generous with messages, DMs, all that um, as much as we can. If you're facing transition you, you, you're really dealing with some misalignment. We just reach out to us. If, if we'd love to pray with you, we'd love to offer any wisdom we can um, and encourage you as you do your best to honor your church and honor your pastor. Pastor Dan Lord, BJ Cooper, thank you so much for some wisdom Yay, today for a life giving conversation. We love you. Love you guys and love Victory Church love so you, much. Lindsay. God bless you all. Yeah. check out leadingsecond.com follow us on instagram at leadingsecond and join us on the leading second collective on facebook Music